I honestly forget that we ever had a connection. I mean, like we used to live like twenty minutes from each other. Exactly, and we never talk. Like we no, never we did. We never other, really. Aside from I like mean, once a week. Yeah, and that was. And then uh, you moved, and, and then, then I moved, and then I was like, "So podcast." <laughs> yeah, I find that so funny. Is like, I remember it was like Thanksgiving 2019 that you were like, uh, "So I'm doing this two nerds podcast thing." Uh, oh, sorry, I got to get the voice ring. I'm doing this uh, two nerds podcast thing. That's what you used to sound like. And I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this two nerds podcast thing. and was wondering if you wanted to come talk about like Star Wars and video making. And I was like, OK, yeah, cool. I'll do video making. And then the Star Wars one, like everyone canceled. And so like, oh, well, I got to like, get this guy. Then. And so you like brought me on and I was a hit. Let me tell you. <laughs> Boom! Knock him out of the park. Home run, baby. And now, now I run the Instagram. So yep. And now you're like social media manager. Better, so. better character development than Ray. I mean, <laughs> come on now. I mean, a French fry has better character development <laughs> than Ray. From raw, when they go from raw potato to crispy fry. Oh, mm. the mm. character development. You're so beautiful. Ten out of ten. Give give potatoes Oscars. Well, I guess potatoes can't have Oscars because they would be fries. So give fries an Oscar. Hello, welcome to the Nerdies Podcast, where nerds talk about nerdy things. My name is Jackson Glass, and it is my dream to create an Instagram account called Bob the Builder. So I can comment on people's photos and say, I can't fix you. Today, I am joined by Nicholas Noke. Wow, that was incredibly dark. <laughs> <laughs> we can fix it. No, we can't fix you. My fact is that I'm going into 2021 as a Nintendo shill. Ayo. Ayo. I have, another, guns. I have another fact. I probably should save it, but I liked Hurdy Gurdy and Sea Shanties before they were cool. I mean, TikTok did kind of make them cool. TikTok doesn't make anything cool. <laughs> Just like the Ratatouille musical. Oh, oh link in the description yeah we did we did a whole uh, episode on that just go back literally just one episode and uh, you'll see the ratatouille yeah. episode i'm sure you've read the title of this episode so uh i'm gonna say it anyway we're talking about wandavision oh yeah and ranking the marvel movies just all of them uh so if you have not seen wandavision uh we're at time of recording january 16th the first two episodes are out uh, if you're listening to this on the Friday that it releases, there will be a new episode tonight. So feel free to listen to our opinions on the first two before watching that. But if you have not seen WandaVision, highly recommend watching before because we will be talking spoilers. Spoilers! So if you just want to see Ranking the Marvel Movies, there will be a timestamp in the description. Uh, I guess we can just start with thoughts on WandaVision. WandaVision is like... No cap, some of the best television I've watched in a long time. I mean, I cannot believe Wanda died in that first episode. Oh the man, that, that she, was crazy. I mean, now that it's just the people that I actually watch. All right, now, now that agree. we got the real. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I was, if you know me, if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter or, I guess I haven't really mentioned it on YouTube, but 
if you follow me there or even know me in real life, you will know how long I talked about WandaVision because I had this feeling that it was just going to be like the coolest thing Marvel ever made because, you know, Marvel got into a loop. They got into, uh, I guess you could say they had a mold. And so, you know, which isn't really bad. I mean, Pixar has a mold. DreamWorks has a mold, you know. It's just what happens with these studios. But Marvel created very similar movies for about 11 years to the point that they started to lose people. And so I was really excited that we got to kind of move away from that phase and more into really creative ideas like WandaVision. And I'd like to point out the title is absolutely brilliant because it's Wanda and Vision but it's Wanda Television. Whoa. Oh, I didn't think about that. Wanda Vision. It could Tele- also be portrayed as Wanda's vision. Yes. Like okay. how she sees things. Because, I mean, last time we saw Vision, he was kind of, well, dead. Dead. So, yeah, that's a- answering the question as oh to why gosh. Vision is here, we don't know. Ooh. Like, I guess, general overview, I would give it and okay, I was talking because uh, my family asked because I watched it last night alone, and they asked they were like, "So how was WandaVision?" Because I talked it up for like months, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, ten out of 10. And they were like, "Will you say everything is ten out of ten?" Which is fair because looking back, most of the movies I talk about are like ten out of ten. Then I was like, "Uh huh," but I gave Soul like five out of ten. So right. Also, yeah, good. WandaVision, I, 10 out of 10. So I think I'm going to have to second your 10 out of 10 because mm-hmm. I watched the first two episodes and it was just so refreshing and mm-hmm. new. And like, it wasn't, I mean, it was formulaic, but not really because I didn't grow up watching the sitcoms that the first two episodes are based off of. Mm-hmm. So while I knew like, Oh yeah, this is like, you know, 50s, 60s. I love Lucy, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I also like have never watched any of those shows other than like walking past as my mom is watching them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh wow. Crazy. Right. So just being able to go in and like the black and white was really cool. I like oh, how they, was. um, they cut down the aspect ratio mm-hmm. so that it was like, you're actually watching on a, Mm-hmm. smaller tv and then you know as it went on you know they went back to the widescreen and for like it was just so it was also really refreshing to see something marvel after having like no marvel in 2020 indeed being able to it was a, there was a dark time for marvel where we were like is the mcu dead <laughs> and then I... and then like we lost chadwick boseman and we were like are we ever gonna get black Panther? and that sounds terrible to have like that as your first thought but it wasn't the first thought okay it was just a yeah it wasn't the first thought it was one of the thoughts but yeah i mean after and i think part of what makes wandavision so great is after having you know 10 years straight of just or i guess 11 years by the time Mm -hmm. you get to endgame and far from home like after 11 years of just you know the kind of like you said same formulaic mm-hmm. movies and then we were gonna get black widow and then it got delayed which at this point i don't really care um yeah, but I'll having a year it, off but... <laughs> yeah having a year off to not have any marvel content 
and now like we're jumping right into 2021 with like wandavision falcon and the winter soldier Mm -hmm. loki like hawkeye like all of this new stuff is really refreshing and it feels good to go back to it not Mm -hmm. just like oh here comes another marvel show yeah well it got to the point that like you know black widow was coming out and i was like all right i'll see it but you know spoilers for avengers infinity war she died yeah she (laughs) Um, did she did and it's just kind of like okay are we just gonna make another quippy back and forth dialogue intense action the third act something gets destroyed everyone loves slash hates the avengers like that's all the movies that we've gotten from marvel in the last 11 years not that they're bad movies they're absolutely like they're great movies some are better than others but it's so contrary to what we've seen of this so far and uh you know creative filmmaking creative storytelling really draws me in uh i also think a lot of people were like i got mixed reviews where people were like you know a lot of people said it was amazing like us some people didn't like it it's because it's weird you know not everyone likes weird content but i personally like the weirder the better for me uh so i really liked it and as someone like i watched a lot of i love lucy growing up uh call me a boomer if you will but um (laughs) we had like three the first three seasons on dvd and so like it was weird because i felt nostalgic about these black and white shows from the 50s and i'm like i wasn't even close to being born in the 50s but uh to quote one of my favorite characters from one of my favorite shows abed from community he says i don't spoof spoofing makes fun of he says i pay homage to and I very much see the first these first two episodes as paying homage to those old sitcoms. Right. And, you know, it was exactly like watching an episode of I Love Lucy. You know, they had like the little laugh track and like the classic sitcom setups of like, what do you say to toast, egg, sausage and black coffee? As well, I say no, because I don't need food. <laughs> well, that explains the empty fridge. <laughs> Just, like, those classic corny setups that are, like, really predictable but still, uh, you know, still get the laughs and, you know, get the studio audience to laugh. No one really laughs at that stuff at home. Exactly. I don't know. And they had, like, these, their accents, like, the TV accent of the time where they were just like, oh, this is going to be a gas. And, like, oh, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Hot. Like. Right. Like, that's just how they spoke back then. Yeah, and that was, well, that wasn't interesting fact. That wasn't really how they talked back then. That was how they talked on TV. That was like, oh, I guess that's true. That was like the TV accent of the time. So nowadays you get, you know, whatever accent the actor or the character has, you know, actors like Tom Holland can switch between British and American just like that. But, you know, in those old sitcoms, they all talk the same. And I really, really liked that attention to detail where they weren't just like, hey, Vision, how's it going? Like, no, it's, hey, Vision, I don't know. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I really loved was in the first episode, like when Wanda and Vision first show up, is 
you know, like just the way their dialogue went back and forth. And it was mm-hmm. like, my husband and his indestructible head, <laughs> which of course I saw a meme. It was, it was like that with the subtitle. And then underneath it was Thanos just tearing the stone <laughs> out of his head. I was oh, like, no. okay, you don't need to remind me. Oh, that's so funny. That though. vision does not have an indestructible head. That's but so I think one thing this series does really well is it sets it up as like, oh, you know, this is just going to be a nine episode homage to sitcoms and, mm-hmm. you know, comedy shows. But underneath that, there is this really intense, like, like in the first yeah. episode. When the boss was choking. Yeah, and she's and like, the, stop it. <laughs> yeah, when stop the wife it. kept repeating stop, stop it, it. Like, oh, I like I thought it was fine. But then all of a sudden it takes this dark mm-hmm. twist when he falls out of the chair. And I was like, oh, well, that's was, not right. It was just like the way that they snap right out of the sitcom state is insanely seamless. Like, it takes you, like, 45 seconds to realize that something is up. And it almost, like, have you ever seen The Truman Show? Which Yes, I have. This whole show gives me Truman Show vibes. It gives me major Truman Show vibes. That we're, we're like, okay, someone is watching them. These people in this neighborhood that they're trying to fit in, I don't know if they're real. Like, something is wrong. She finds, like colored things when there's black and white everything right. else and it's like whoa it's like stranger things the truman show meets marvel and it's like uh chef's kiss amazing mm-hmm. and i also got really excited when i saw uh katherine han was in it because she was amazing i loved her in parks and rec oh uh, yes she she really nailed it as like the uh was she like the campaign manager yeah yeah, uh, she's great on Saturday Night Live with, like, Amy Poehler and, like, Maya Rudolph. Uh, she's great. And I was really excited to see more familiar faces. Uh, Deborah Jo Rupp, who is Mrs. Hart, was the mom on That 70s Show. So she just really likes, like, classic TV, I guess. So I should point out, uh, I've never seen That 70s Show, but mm-hmm. if we don't get some funky, groovy transitions <laughs> in the WandaVision episode that is supposed to be yes. uh, homaging that, like, the mm-hmm. 70s, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah, we need those transitions, please. I feel like I made a joke about those in a video once. I think it was your presidential campaign yeah, it was my, ad. Because I did, like, basically, basically imagine a bowling alley strike screen and put that in between, like, every clip. Yeah um it's it's like that um also major spoilers uh what's with the beekeeper i don't know see this is kind of like the trippy stuff that really weirded me out like when Mm -hmm. wanda is with that i don't remember her name is it deborah or debbie or something oh her her friend no like the the really uptight lady who's like in charge of everything dotty yeah dotty that's her name um when she was there and like they were like talking to Wanda through the radio and yeah. she was like, that's not normal. And then the lady like all of a sudden just destroys, destroys. her glass and cuts her yeah. hand. I was like, whoa. And her whoa. blood is red. And you're like, yeah, like the blood was colored and nothing else. They're was. all in on it. Whatever they're doing to Wanda and Vision, they're all in on it. I guarantee. See, But part of me is like, are they doing this to Vision, too? Because Vision was dead. <sighs> and like he had the stone ripped <sighs> out of his head. And I. I know I don't like to do this, but I went back and I watched the trailer and there is like 
bits and pieces in the trailer where you see mm-hmm. the Mind Stone. So I think there's going to be something going on there. Oh, I'm so... I don't think Vision will permanently come back, but I think if he does, we're going to revisit that idea in mm-hmm. Infinity War. Um, it's like super minute, but in Infinity War, when they're talking about removing the stone, uh, Bruce Banner comments like, oh, there's a lot more to Vision than just the Mind Stone. And he mm-hmm. could exist separate from the Mind Stone. So I think yeah. maybe this is your kind of weird and fun way to bring about that. Yeah. Like, oh, Vision is still alive. We were able to, you know, remove the Mind Stone and get everything mm-hmm. working again. I so. almost, I, one, I really want to know where this lands in the timeline because this could very well be where they were in between Infinity War and Endgame. That's very true. So, because but we But I just... heard this was also supposed to set up the new Doctor Strange movie. Oh my gosh. We, here's the thing. We don't have enough episodes to really know any of these questions. Right. But I will say, The Beekeeper came out, which I'm sure will we'll call back to that at some point we'll have to but wanda says no and then rewinds like is she in control is she doing this or is that like a writing decision like maybe wanda's not in control because you gotta think at the end of every episode or at least at the end of the two episodes Mm -hmm. we've seen it zooms out to a tv the tv shuts off and someone closes a book yeah, it's so almost is there like they're like, watching her. Like, they're just kind right. of, like, seeing what she'll do. Like, maybe they're keeping her there. I I don't know. I don't that, know. My mom was asking me all kinds of questions in the car. She was like, so what's it about? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. She was like, how'd they get there? I don't know. That's like, the point. I just don't know the answer to that's all these the questions. She was like, well, how'd you get here? And they're like, how did we get here? And that's when he starts choking. And I was like... Because I watched it alone because I wasn't sure if it was going to be, like, scary or anything. And, like, most of the way through, I was like, oh, I could probably watch this with, like, my younger siblings. And then he just, like, dies on the floor. And I'm like, right. Okay. Uh, I don't think they'd like this. <laughs> um, That's a little. <laughs> well. Yeah. Mm. Um, eh. And then also, this, I might be reading too far into this. Please let me know if this sounds psychotic. But. I noticed that, you know, TV back in the day was a lot, I don't want to say wholesome because that's not the right word. They were a lot more careful about little things like you couldn't show, like a pregnant woman couldn't be on TV. And so you see it in shows, in the show, like they have separate beds. And so like, you know, Mary married characters couldn't have the same bed in tv shows back then but then she brings their beds together and makes it one and so i almost feel like this is a subtle way of them saying like they're different like they're not supposed to be here right like they've been dropped into a completely different time period that was that was the normal on tv to have married characters in two separate beds but when Wanda brings them together, it's just like, you know, they're not supposed to be here. I don't think crazy? you're entirely off because 
when Wanda goes out to like the committee meeting or whatever, she's the yeah. only one wearing pants and yeah. everybody else is wearing skirts. And she comments on that. It's like, oh man, yeah. everybody else is wearing skirts. Is that okay that I'm yeah. wearing pants? Because like when you come from current day where we last saw one envision, it's okay mm-hmm. for anybody to, you, you know, know, wear whatever. But back then <laughs> it was not it was not society it was not societally acceptable for women yeah. to wear pants. I mean that was which just is the weird. Time period. But yeah, I that's... mean looking like from the perspective of someone in like two thousand twenty one, that was kinda weird, but I wasn't there, so Right, like we didn't grow up in that time period. Yeah. So I don't, know. I don't think you're too I don't think you're too far off. Mm-hmm on that idea. And also uh going back to saying, you know, they couldn't they didn't show pregnant. They couldn't say the word pregnant on TV. And then, you know, somehow Wanda's pregnant at the end. It's just so random. It's, like, it's just so happens. random. It's just kind of like there she is. And uh then like everything's in color, so I feel like that was kind of the transition of like hey, you know, we're expanding time is moving forward and so this kind of brings me to the conspiracy of wanda's controlling everything but she's unstable right so i don't know i will say i am freaking excited like for every other friday that we will get to see this show because it's just going to keep unraveling and it's gonna get like the the mystery of why they're there and who put them mm-hmm. there, like everything that's going on, they're gonna give us little like pieces, mm-hmm. and I really hope they pull like a Stranger Things where they give you all of the individual pieces in each episode, yes. and then give you one episode to try and put all of it together before they tell you what's yeah. going on. Because that's that's what Stranger Things does is they, it's what I call the gathering episode. Where they're like, all right, we're getting everyone together and we're just going to go slay the beast. Like, that's awesome. I really hope we get something like that where, like, you know, it's kind of building up. Maybe, like, the second to last episode. Just kind of building up. Yeah. (sighs) Also, I thought about this earlier. Um, So WandaVision is nine episodes. And obviously Mm -hmm. they put out the first two yesterday, which is great because, you know, now I definitely want more. Like, this is a show that I definitely, if they put all of, like, all of the episodes out, I would have binged and finished it yesterday. I probably would have finished, I would have been up to, like, three in the morning finishing it. I guarantee you that. And I think, as much as people don't like the whole, like, weekly release model, I, I read an article on this and I had to do a report on it in school of how binge watching almost devalues shows because you don't spend a week talking about like okay so what's going on let's theorize let's analyze Mm -hmm. let's talk about it and then we get another episode and it propels the conversation even more whereas when you binge watch you burn through it and you're like up next show move on (laughs) i would also like to point out that it's really funny that you're the one saying this because i binge watched community in um i will say like two weeks and, okay if you would ever like to recommend a show to this man not even this man this boy if you would like to recommend a show to this person you, you need better to be like two episodes you from better the have like four episodes left because i recommend i made the mistake of recommending community to him and i was in like season three uh he finished it in 10 days yep <laughs> and 
me not learning i was like okay i'm like a season into arrested development i can recommend it because it kind of almost became a competition and so i recommended it and now he's almost done with the series and i'm like halfway through season two yeah and i i I watch things too fast (laughs) here's my thing here's another reason why i hate netflix because they release seasons at a time and so people with higher caliber like tv uh or just content consumption will just binge it and then talk about it on twitter and so i can't do that it makes me feel so sick to just sit and watch tv for like eight hours which is also another benefit of the like weekly release like i know mandalorian did that and it was really good because it left you wondering okay well where's it gonna go next i need to know like i need to know now i feel a community around these disney plus shows that release weekly because there's always everything that's a meme or uh, uh an opinion or a conversation is about the last thing that happened and i feel like i'm always up to date I'm never missing something. And I like right. that about the weekly releases. Yeah. So it definitely else? works. Anything else about WandaVision before we rank all these other movies? Um, I will say I'm very excited to see where WandaVision goes. I like, I like, I really hope they keep up this kind of weird, wacky, like kind of different take yep. on the MCU because now that like most of our big characters like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, well not really Thor, but like now yeah. that some of our bigger characters are out of the way, they really need to find something new mm-hmm. to do. And I and think I the think, Marvel yeah. lineup especially for this year really promises to be different because we have WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, I think, and then Spider-Man in December. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like they're they're really doing something new. And I think taking a year off, even though it was, you know, because the pandemic pushed everything mm-hmm. back, but I think taking a year off to stop, reevaluate and be like, okay, we are in a different stage. We're entering phase four of our cinematic universe and mm-hmm. we need to really figure out where this is going without all of these big name characters so and i mean loki looks like it's going to be a show equally as weird as Mm -hmm. wandavision like kind of wacky so here's here's my thing i i could not care less about the character loki and i i don't know if i'm even gonna watch the show because i don't really care like so many people just like gush over loki and tom hiddleston like oh my gosh, she's the best character ever, and like, oh my gosh, she's so good looking. One, I don't see it. Like, he just looks like a person. And That's fair. I don't know. Like, I don't get the appeal of a Loki show. It'll probably yeah. just be like it's, Tom Hiddleston. It's there. I mean, you know yeah. they they opened that door in Endgame when Loki escaped yeah. with the Tesseract. They opened that door. We all knew that's where it was going to go. So... Yeah. I'd oh, also like to one more thing what? I want to point out about WandaVision. The end credits is some of the most gorgeous. amazing end credits I've ever Absolutely seen in my gorgeous. entire life. Ugh. That, that's all I wanted to say yeah. about that. I just wanted to note, like, the way, mm-hmm. like, the, the visuals, and, like, it, it's really, it's addicting to look at. It is. It's and, it, like, it's, it's just really pleasing to the eyes. I need to make it my And then the music is also really good. I need to make it my screensaver. Oh, please. I, I just, final thought. 
I, you know, we can complain about streaming services in the streaming age, but if we didn't have Disney Plus, where would these shows go? Like ABC, like ABC could run WandaVision, but they would water it down so hard that it would would not be near like what we have now. So I'm right. thankful for Disney Plus in that aspect. But the streaming yeah. wars are dumb, but I can agree. Streaming wars are dumb. Uh, the original Disney Plus content seems to be A+. Yeah. Like, I don't think Disney has missed on a single, like, big, you know, Disney Plus yeah. original release. I don't know if I've... I mean, I haven't watched, like, all the original, like, movies and stuff, but they're the best at original content that I've seen, at least. Like, Netflix is doing their whole thing of, like, 52... Is it 52 or 57 movies this year? Um... Well, I mean, they said one new movie every week. Mm-hmm. So but they haven't started yet, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't but know what that looks. They're like doing for them. one new movie a week, but here's which is fine, I guess. But has anyone ever watched a Netflix movie that was just like above B tier? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's true. I mean, Murder Mystery was fine, but it was you know adam sandler that was kind of the plot was adam sandler and stranger things is good but i feel like stranger things is like beyond netflix at this point yeah stranger things well one i think stranger things needs to be done mm-hmm. whenever this next season comes out um but yeah i think we've evolved past the need for because i mean netflix does some good original stuff mm-hmm. but i think at this point they're just trying to keep up with disney plus and they're also, I I feel like there's also an underlying fear in Netflix that they're gonna lose out to Disney Plus mm-hmm. and Hulu because I mean Disney owns Hulu or at least yeah. part of it. There's a bundle like you can get like the is it eight dollars a month for Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN? I think it's twelve ninety nine, and you get all three. Oof. And. I mean, in four years, or I guess three years now, um, Disney's going to own all of Hulu. Like, they're going to own all of the shares. They're going to completely own it. And I'm pretty sure it's going to get dissolved into Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And that that has potential to be a Netflix killer right there. It does. I'd also like to point out, HBO Max is actually doing really well. Like, I'm not going to get it. Like, there's not really enough on there for me. But the fact that Warner Brothers is putting everything on there, that means they have all the DC fans on their side. So that's what, 15 subscriptions? Yeah. Wow. Wow. On that epic roast. Epic (laughs) roast. (laughs) Could you put the horn sound effect in there? It's time to rank actually good superhero movies. (laughs) Although not all of them are good. (laughs) That's why we rank them. Exactly. So I have a list of all the movies in release order, and I think okay. that's how I agree, we I agree. should rank them. So okay. timestamp here. <laughs> timestamp here. This is where we're starting uh, ranking all of the different movies. So first film in the MCU is Iron Man. I think I think it should go in S tier just because not only did it kickstart. The MCU, which is like, yeah. and think about it. I, I don't think we're ever going to get anything as big and bold and grand as the MCU ever again. And I know that point's probably mm-hmm. going to come back around when we get to Infinity War and Endgame. 
but I don't think anything on this scale is going to happen ever again. I, I mean, you know, John Favreau is one of my favorite directors, so I will say S tier is fair. Okay, because Iron Man is also like a really good movie. Like too. even when you like detach it from MCU, everything that you know, the MCU has almost become too big for its britches. Right. But, you know, when you even when you just look at it as a movie on itself, like it's itself, it's it's itself. How yeah. profound. Uh, also, the villain looks like my granddad. So, <laughs> uh, I guess I, I don't know. S-tier. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean my my granddad isn't a villain. He's actually like a preacher. But <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, that's he, a good. He's thing. a good dude. Uh, what's next? So, next up is uh, the Incredible Hulk. I'm gonna say D tier. It was not a good movie. I, I watched it once. It was not a good movie. I don't even. Oh, I've never seen it. So. <laughs> I'll take your word uh, for it. D tier it is. All right. Uh, Iron Man 2. I mean. So Iron Man 2 was not as good as the first one, but it was also a, still a pretty good movie. There's a lot of hate for Iron Man 2, but we introduced Black Widow. And we introduced Rhodey. Like, yeah. We really, we went places with the characters. The thing so. is, the problem with Iron Man 2 is the villain kind of sucks. Like, I won't disagree with you on that one. So do we want to say B for Iron Man 2? B? Uh, yeah, I can, I can deal with Iron Man 2 being in B tier. So yeah, Iron Man 2 in B tier. Next up is Thor, the first Thor. Never seen it. Um, I, I personally would say probably B tier. It's a good, like, it's a good intro movie, mm-hmm. you know, sets up Thor, Loki, like, Asgard, and all that. But mm-hmm. it wasn't anything to, like, write home about. I've never so. seen it because everyone I talk to is like, they're like, yeah, they're good, but you know, like Ragnarok is a thousand times better. Yeah. All right, Captain America: The First Avenger, first Captain America movie. Uh, I'd S- say solid S tier. S tier. I've only I, seen it like once, but it was. Here's here's the thing: some of these movies I've seen upwards of like ten times. Because they're, like, the ultimate, like, car trip movies. Uh-huh. And so, like, I've seen the first Avenger so many times, and I still get the same amount of enjoyment every time. Yeah. And that's and just, like, such a good American movie, too. Yeah. God like, it's a real good feel-good, America! America! <laughs> Sorry to all... What is it? What country is it that listens a lot? Um, I think it's Brazil. Brazil. Brazil is our second biggest listener, so uh, sorry, Brazilians. Um, but uh, America, America. Also, uh, Chris Evans is like an amazing actor. That's true. I'll give you that. He All right, was, next up, uh, he's my favorite character in Knives Out. Uh, same. Okay. <laughs> next up, it's it's the big one. It's the big one. It's the first Avengers movie, S tier, like S. Even just thinking about it on the sense uh, of like this is a movie. That has taken five prior movies and brought all of those characters together for one superhero team-up movie. And it's like the ultimate comic book nerds fantasy of like, oh my gosh, Iron Man and Captain America and Mm -hmm. Thor and Hulk are all on the screen together. Uh, Oh my gosh, it's so cool. So seeing it like that, I would say S, but compared to some of the other movies they've released, I would put it in A. Hmm. That's an interesting take. So S or A? Um, I mean, 
the plot's nothing to write home about. Yeah, looking back, I have I have troubles really. I have trouble really remembering like what happened. Like there was it was like there was some great action, and the ending is really good, and uh, the be- I think the beginning is really good. But there is a little bit of a lull, like, near the end of the second act. Yeah. That's true. Because it's above Iron Man 2, but Captain America, the the first Captain America is better. Yeah. Okay. I can go with that. All right. First up, we're moving into phase two now, is uh, Iron Man 3. Never seen it. I would say A tier. Because Iron Man 3 gets a lot of hate for like just like oh it's not a good isn't good of an iron man movie uh, <laughs> i think it's a great iron man movie mm-hmm. um also part of it was filmed in my hometown so hey. that's also pretty cool i've never seen it so i'm I gonna put it, it in a tier it's it honestly i think it's my favorite iron man movie Ooh, hot take um you better yeah put some i haven't ice seen it in a while take. but it is my favorite Iron Man movie. And they also really dive into Tony Stark's character and they make a lot of strides mm. as to like, oh, we're going to process his PTSD from oh. fighting in New York because that, that was one of the last. Oh, my gosh. My phone is so loud. <laughs> I Oh, dear I, Lord. My phone is so loud. Ignore I've, my phone. <laughs> I've never seen it. Uh, we found it at like a used as like a used bookstore book meet. A used media store, and it was like ten dollars for the Blu-ray, and we had the other two Iron Mans, and we were like, "I right, why not?" That's uh, fair. Now in the streaming age, that sounds kind of silly. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, Blu-rays aren't cheap, and they still aren't. But yeah, Iron Man three did a lot to process like Tony's PTSD, and also they finally got that like the the fragment out of his chest, so he didn't have to have the arc reactor in there. Finally. So. I mean, it was it was okay. a good bridge into phase two of the MCU. Um, Thor: The Dark World was a movie. I'll also, never seen that exists. Um, D tier for, for that D? sucker. That really? was a ooh, wow. Uh, I'm told compared compared to the other two Thor movies. Yeah, no D tier. Uh, yeah, okay. Like I'm, I'd watch I the first really Thor over one. the second one. I can't really fight you on that one because I've never right. seen it because I was told it was garbage. I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> so next up, we have Captain America, the Winter Soldier, regarded by some as the best movie in the MCU. I would say it's really good, but I also don't see the argument for it being the best in the MCU. Mm. I, w- I would still put it in S tier, but I think the claim that it is I would best say of the MCU is too far. I also would say S tier for the Winter Soldier, but it's not my fate. It's not. It's maybe. Uh, let me look at these other ones. Uh, okay, one, two, three. I think it's my fourth favorite. <laughs> yeah, but that's fair. It, it's a good enough movie to deserve S tier. Yeah, like Samuel Jackson, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson. I'll do such a good job. Like uh, It's true. So good. All right. Next up. I think my, probably my favorite MCU film out of them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. 
S tier. S tier. It is such a good Let movie. Like, there's you. so much humor and heart and wit and just so much good stuff going into it. And the fact that James Gunn took these characters that literally nobody knew about before this movie and turned them into some of the most popular characters of the MCU. That, I mean, that is rather iconic. And the fact that I, I bought Guardians of the Galaxy. What year did Guardians of the Galaxy come out? Um, 2014. Yes, yes, it did. Uh, let's see, how old was Jack in 2014? That I would have been 12. That was seven years ago. I remember seeing I remember seeing it in the theater. I was about 10 or 11, depends on uh, like what time of the year it was. Uh, I bought it on DVD with like a Target gift card I had. Uh, I was like, it was like 9.99, had been out for a bit, and I was like, all right, uh, this looks good. And my mom said yes because she thought it was an animated movie. Oh. <laughs> um, and then, no. <laughs> and then we had like a 14 plus language in it, and it was just kind of like, oh, well, all right. Oh, uh, well then. But now, uh, I mean, I have watched Guardians of the Galaxy maybe 20 times. Like, oh yeah. Like, it it's funny every time. I mean, Chris Pratt, Chef's Kiss, mwah, what a good looking guy. Yeah. And then, uh, what's her name? Karen Gillian? Karen Gillian? In, yeah, I think she's that's in her Jumanji name. Uh, as Nebula. Ooh, so good. Uh, Dave Bartista. I mean, Vin Diesel. Everyone did such a good job. Oh, yeah. man. And Guardians of the just, Galaxy is a true S tier Marvel movie. Guardians of the Galaxy, for me, was my go to, like, car trip movie. Mm hmm. Um, because we did a lot of like road trips and stuff in 2015 once it had come out on DVD and I got it on digital mm -hmm. and all that. So like just I had that movie memorized back and front. Like every time I'd watch it, I would mouth along with like I would pick a specific <laughs> character and mouth along with that character. And it was so funny to me every single time. And just how the movie ends with a freaking dance off oh my between gosh. Star Lord and Ronan. Like, what are you doing? I'm distracting you, you turd blossom. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so such good. a good just, dance uh, off, bro. You and me. Oh my god! And Chris Pratt was the perfect casting choice. Oh, he was. For I love. Star I Lord. love the episode of Parks and Rec that he's in right after filming Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> because they're like, "You just stopped drinking beer and you lost all that weight." He goes, "Yep." He goes, "How much were you drinking?" He goes, <laughs> "Probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> Probably too much." Uh, so great way to hide that chris though. pratt is probably one of my like top three favorite actors like chris uh, pratt is definitely my favorite especially actor. because i know he's such a good person like yeah act, that's like actors that are like terrible people in real life kind of ruin the character a little bit for me uh so yeah all right we got two more movies in phase two um Ooh. so avengers age of ultron I think it's an okay. mm, well. Age it's of gonna Ultron, say eight here, but I don't know if it's Age of Ultron is hated on really hard, probably because we never really find out how old Ultron is. Yeah, because in just I very mean it's in the title, very like... misleading. Uh, but I I wasn't really like super into Marvel. Like I wasn't like watching them as they came out when I was about like maybe 11 years old uh and age of ultron 
was in theaters. I saw it the day it went to theaters because the rest of my family was gone and it was just me and my dad. And we were so bored. We had nothing to do. And it was like a Saturday. We were like, hey, Age of Ultron's in theaters. And I was like, I'll do literally anything. And I just kind of like having that association of like, you know, having a great week of just like hanging out and like eating pizza and playing video games. Uh, you know, that was a great week for me as, you know, a young 11 year old boy. That was really fun. And so I have a connection to that movie. And so I am kind of blind to its flaws. So I personally would put it in a tier but I know a lot of people would maybe say B or C. So I think I'm going to second your A tier because one, Age of Ultron gets a lot of hate. I don't know why. It's not a bad movie. And also, I really love, like, of course, this introduces, you know, Wanda and Pietro and mm-hmm. Vision. And like, it really, it takes a step to expand the universe a little it bit, does. which is kind of what all of the Avengers movies do. And we saw Quicksilver for like an hour. <laughs> we saw him for a quick minute and then he was gone. Yeah. Uh, you didn't so, see that coming? <laughs> and I, I really love Ultron's character, James mm-hmm. Spader. Fabulous oh, choice. I'm the Lizard King. I'm the Lizard King. <laughs> Someone needs to do that. Like put a robotic filter on that and just have Ultron oh say gosh. that. I can't I believe do it. it hasn't been done. I could do, do it. it. Do it! All right, pause while I do this real quick. <laughs> just no, hold on a second. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Age of Ultron is A tier. Ultron's character, like, just even the way mm-hmm. he thinks, like, he really challenges you to think, like, oh, well, maybe he does yeah. have a point, question mark? Like, Here's, here's the thing. Uh, uh, Ultron has a point. Ultron's right. And I feel like a lot of people don't like it because they're, like, Hey now, uh, this isn't why I watch Marvel movies. This is a little psychological. But um, psychological movies are my absolute favorite. You know, Inception is my favorite movie of all time. So I say A tier. Yeah, I can second that. Also, we introduced Vision, and I wasn't a huge fan of him at first. But as we've seen more of him in movies over the years, uh, he's become one of my favorites. Yeah, I can agree. I Vision was kind of eh for me, mm-hmm. you know, when he first came. And then it's like, oh, man, Vision's actually really cool. Yeah. Uh, it was, I feel like a lot of people had a response to Vision in the same way that they responded to Captain Marvel. To where they were like, oh, he's just going to come and save the day. But, I mean, but it, then it worked he didn't. out. It worked out. Yeah, he didn't. So, it's fine. All right. Next last movie, movie in the phase two is ant-man which criminally underrated i think it's an a-tier movie i would put ant-man in s-tier really i think paul rudd is just the perfect person and Luis, where he tells like every story with like incriminating <laughs> detail um and so there'll be like a really important moment and he's just babbling like michael Sano was the perfect Wait, Santa? Pena? I think it's Michael Pena. That's what it was. <laughs> I'm thinking of... I don't know who I'm thinking of, but... <laughs> um, I think you might be thinking of Michael Sarah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. But, um... Yeah, I would say it's an A-tier movie. Kind of, kind of along the same lines of Iron Man, where it's like, you know, the origin story, and so it kind of has to pick up a little bit. 
but the whole like that final fight where he's like on his daughter's train set and like the giant thomas the train just destroys the house okay i'll heck give you that. yeah s tier s tier i'll give you that all right we're moving into phase three it's, here's the thing about marvel movies is we have nothing in c tier but i don't think there's a single movie on well there's one movie there's on whole, here that i think we, is deserving of c tier did we put but hulk everything in else no we put hulk and thor 2 in d tier oh, okay I accidentally and there's in nothing in C. There's one movie that I think is worthy of C tier. Whoa. Curious to we'll see get there. what it'll be. We'll get there. So, first up in phase three, Captain America Civil War, S tier. I don't even, I feel like S-tier. I don't even need to make a case like, for S tier. It's yeah. one of it's the best Marvel movies ever. One of, it's in my top three. I'm trying, looking at them all. Yeah, so I'm trying to keep an open mind and be like, okay, we still have all these movies left. We can't just stick everything in S tier, but but they're all so good. (laughs) We have seven movies not in S tier and six in S, so we're fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, no. Civil War introduced Tom Holland's Spider Man, and it was a wonderful introduction. I'm going on record as saying Tom Holland is the best Spider Man we've gotten. I mean, give it like 10 minutes and the fangirls will be here, you know, murdering me. So if I don't make it to the end of the podcast, that's why. I mean, yeah, uh, I really like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, but it's also like has no is like really has nothing to do with any of this. That's not really like the Marvel that we're talking about. So, yeah, Tom Holland is the best player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I confidently decided that. But um, the whole idea of, like, there's not really a villain, and they're just, like, you know, they essentially have a political disagreement, uh-huh. and they just... The villain know. is the conflict between the yeah. two sides. and it's such... In a way, it was refreshing from... uh from these other marvel movies just like we were talking about wandavision if you listen to the whole thing uh it's just refreshing it was different and it broke yeah. the mold so it deserves s tier it, it's, it's also not, uh, it's also it's, unofficial avengers 3 yeah right? i was about to say like it's not and they have essentially made another avengers movie without with the marketing genius to call it a captain america movie right because then they can save Avengers three for Infinity War and any. Oh, oh, oh. Next so, movie. <laughs> next movie is Doctor Strange. I was not too keen on Doctor Strange. I'd say it's an A or B tier movie. You know, do I dare say B? I think Benedict Cumberbatch is great in his role. Yeah, I'll say B. But the Mystic Magic really lost me it's it's a little hard to follow uh a little hard to just kind of like keep up with uh benedict cumberbatch does an amazing job and i think dr strange as a character was better in future movies like infinity war endgame and thor ragnarok but in right it was a good introduction i guess and it was necessary but as its own standalone thing, it's all right. Yeah. So Doctor B-tier. Strange and B tier. Right there in the middle. 
All right, next up is Guardians oh, the of the Galaxy fans. Volume All the Sherlock 2. fans are going to come and kill us. Yeah, it's okay. We've we there have been multiple times the fans are going to come get us for this one. So So, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I want to hear what you think first. Okay, well, one, A tier because it came out or not A tier, sorry, S tier because it came out on my birthday and I went to go see it on my birthday. It was so cool to see not only is like my favorite Marvel franchise, but my favorite actor on screen on my birthday. So cool. I had all the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Lego sets, every single one of them. I was like so invested in oh Guardians gosh. of the Galaxy 2. Story-wise, it was actually really good. I liked the father mm. parallels they made between Ego and Yondu and how like it had this super emotional ending. Where, you know, Yondu is like, he may have been your father, but I was your daddy. Uh, That kind of thing. That was really Mm -hmm. emotional and heartbreaking, and I miss Yondu, and he's... We miss our Mary Poppins stand-in. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! That is the highlight. Uh, Where he just goes, huh, you look like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? Heck yeah, he's cool. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! So yeah, I make an argument for S tier. I think... It is on par, if not better than the first one. I have a very hard time figuring out which Guardians of the Galaxy movie is better. Uh, okay. Um, I'm really nervous. You're going to say like D tier or something. I'm not going to say D. I would say A or B. Because really? it, you know, I like, I said this before, I like weird content. and But Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was almost weird without a purpose to me where they were like what if we made a weird movie they're like well why because it needs to be weird and so uh another thing interesting story of when i went to see it uh i was gonna see it in imax okay would have been the ultimate v- like maybe that would have that would have been such a perfect movie to that see. that would have been IMAX. maybe like the highest tier of like level that you could have consumed that movie uh me and my dad were in because apparently we travel a lot together looking back i didn't really realize that but we were in missouri for something back when you could travel and uh we were in the parking lot of this movie theater for guardians of the galaxy 2 and we looked online and it said tickets available say okay we go get out of the car from the time it took for us to get to the car to the ticket window, they had sold out. Whoa. And their next showing was at 12 a.m. <laughs> uh, so I did not see it in theaters, no. Um, and so I was almost like really salty when we got it on DVD. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, I couldn't, I could have seen this in IMAX. But, uh, I like Kirk Douglas. He's in it, right? Maybe? Kurt Russell is in it. <laughs> Kurt Russell. That's what I... Oh, my gosh. I cannot speak today. It's fine. But I would say it's A tier. Uh... But it came out... I also really... Uh, I feel the whole birthday argument. Because seeing... It levels it up for me, though. So and like will... how invested in the movie I was. Also, no cap. Um, well, actually, no. I think the first movie had a better soundtrack. Yeah, the first um, movie soundtrack. But the is second one did have also a very good soundtrack. So yeah, 
All right. If you're following it... along on your own tier maker, I'm going to put it in S tier on mine. Yeah. You're free to put it on A we'll if put you it in want. S beca- I'll put it in S because I know what it's like to see a movie on your birthday. Yeah, S tier for Guardians 2. <laughs> All right, and I really next like, up. I really like 80s aesthetic movies. So True. Next up, it's the introduction of our homeboy, Spider-Man Homecoming. I think it's an A tier movie. I think... I would say S tier, but I also saw that one in theaters. I think Homecoming relied almost too much on Iron Man. Okay, that's fair. And I that's think... kind of why, as much as I love Tony, I think it relied too yeah. much on it, and that's why I would put it in A tier. Okay, because A-tier, it's a Spider-Man A-tier movie, is fine, not Iron Man that four. Puts, that puts Age of Ultron and Homecoming on the same level, and I think yeah, that's which fair. I think that's probably fair. Next, Thor Ragnarok. May I make a case for S tier? I don't think you need to make a case because I agree, but go ahead. Because uh, number one favorite Marvel movie of all time. Because it's they let Taika Waititi direct it, another one of my favorite directors. He did such a good job. The soundtrack, killer. Uh, the story points, killer. Is uh uh, Chris Hemsworth and I think it's Tessa Thompson yes, that plays the Valkyrie. They both killed it. They both have amazing character development. Stan Lee cuts Thor's hair. That's awesome. Hulk, they, he Thor's has to new fight. haircut looks amazing. Looks amazing. Uh, he has to fight Hulk uh, and he says it's a friend from work. S-tier line. Like maybe even above uh, S-tier line. Jeff Goldblum. I love anything with Jeff Goldblum. Uh I mean, just the whole neon 80s aesthetic and, like, the soundtrack of, like, the rolling synth bass while they, like, fight this. Ah! Ah. It's it's above S tier in my mind. I also saw that movie on, I think, my 15th birthday? 14th? I don't know. I saw it on one of my birthdays in the theater after eating a giant delicious pizza, and I still have my ticket stub, so... I was not able to see Thor Ragnarok in the theater. We had to rent it and watch it. Uh, I wish I could have seen it in the theater, though. It's so good. Like, oh my you know gosh. what's really sad is, so uh, my uncle and I, like, my uncle was always the one who took me to see all the Marvel movies and stuff. Like, that was mm-hmm. our thing. Yeah. And I, I got out of work one day, and he picked me up, and he was like, hey, instead of going home, do you want to go see a movie? And I was like, okay, sure. So uh, we were going to go see Thor Ragnarok, but there weren't yeah. any playing. So we oh. went and saw Justice League instead, which oh. is a league's worst movie than oh. Thor Ragnarok. And that's I was so, so disappointed in that movie. Oh. Yeah. So, that yeah, is that's very. Ragnarok yeah. S tier. I will. I could watch that movie like twice a week. It's so good. Oh. All right. <laughs> we're moving into the. We're moving towards the end of phase three here. Black when, Panther. This is when we kind of got a little bit of a down. Yeah, the, this is the, where if we get a C tier movie, it's going to come from this final yeah. batch here. I say Black Panther is A tier. I'll agree. I saw it twice in the theater. I wasn't I, like, I saw it twice in the theater. I really liked it the first time. I wasn't too keen on seeing it again. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of those like, okay, this is a really good movie, but I don't know if I want to go see it in the theater yeah. again. I we watched. I saw. Infinity War before I saw Black Panther. 
which by the way don't recommend it uh uh-uh. uh because infinity war is like 60% in wakanda but i was kind of like oh well i guess i should probably watch black panther and it's good i like it um i really the visual effects lack a little bit i know everyone says that and it's really nitpicky but i think it's a good movie with great story and a really good soundtrack and i think the actors are amazing chadwick boseman we love you uh yeah yeah. r.i.p chadwick boseman we lost a real one in 2020 a tier movie yeah next all right avengers infinity war I think this movie deserves like SS platinum, triple S plus, like as high as you can go. We've talked about this like five different times, but seeing Infinity War in theaters is literally the craziest experience of a movie theater I've ever had. It is an experience you had once and you will never have again. Mm-hmm. Ne- and that we'll is never be able because to because it is such it. a good feeling. If I could like, if I invented time travel and could go back to like one time to like one day, it'd be that day. <laughs> like yeah. just to stand in that theater whenever, like spoilers, when everyone starts to like float away and like turn to dust. Yeah. If I could stand I, there and feel just to feel it. the air when that happens, you could hear a pin drop. Okay. I lost it when, like, Star-Lord faded away, and then, like, all of the people in Wakanda faded away. Oh, my uh, Well, gosh. actually, the first thing that got me was when Thanos, like, stabs Iron Man, and I was like, oh, yeah. no, no, please don't oh, kill no. Iron Man. Please, And then you realize, please. you realize the movie's almost over. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, I also I'll... thought that, like, I didn't think Thanos was going to finish off the movie the way they did. Like, I thought, like, because they had said, oh, it's going to be a two-parter, and I was like, oh, so, you know, Thanos will get half the stones in one movie and then mm-hmm. the other half in the other movie. No, no, no. And, like, no, no, no. you know. But, yeah, but no, all the everyone's going to die <laughs> and we're well, going to leave you in suspense for a what year. What got me was going back to absolutely loving Guardians of the Galaxy when Groot, when Groot fades away and he just reaches out to Rocket as a final cry help and that final i am groot that slips out of his mouth before fully fading away tears literal tears were streaming down mine face and i'm sure yours too well, that was before I started crying in movies. I was just very upset. <laughs> that was that was back when I was a man. <laughs> back when I was a man and didn't cry in movies. <laughs> but no, it was very like it was an odd feeling because as Ooh. as as a writer and like someone who really loves movies, I I love it. I love it when they change up the formula and the villain wins. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. like Empire Strikes Back, like yeah. in Infinity War, like that kind of thing where the villain wins. But in Infinity War, Thanos won, but it was so like it. I didn't want him to win in that no. instance because of how many people we lost. Like if the villains satisfying. just if the villain won like and nobody died, thing. that would be OK. But at the same time, I'm also very conflicted because like. Thanos makes a good argument, like, okay, maybe the world is overpopulated, which, you know, (laughs) maybe if he had the infinite wish, maybe instead of killing half the universe, he should just, you know, wish for infinite resources or something like that. That would be a lot better. They called me a madman. (laughs) 
Oh. It's just... Yeah. And also, like, Infinity War, you know, the original Avengers brought, mm-hmm. you know, the main group together, and that was big. But Infinity War was bringing together all ten years I mean, prior there was, into one movie. I mean, Infinity... Or, Avengers was bringing together a group, but within Marvel, there was, like, three other groups. Right. And the fact that we got to see all of that interconnect, like, heck yeah. And I'd also like to say Josh Brolin plays a Thanos so well that it's incredible. And I also accidentally call him Josh Groban all the time. (laughs) Josh Groban does an amazing job playing Thanos. (laughs) I mean, I should say I loved Infinity War so much. I have, like, a poster of it in my room. Whoa. Of just, like, the main theatrical poster. And I have an Endgame one, too. Because, like, these two movies were so mm-hmm. significant to me. So, needless to we're say, out of Infinity time. War gets gets S-tier. Um, yes. Next up is Ant-Man and the Wasp. I want to say that's a B or C-tier movie. It was uh, not that good. I liked it. I'll say B. It was funny. But I think the plot was really confusing. Uh, And it was just kind of there as a stand-in movie. I've seen it like twice. Uh, I saw it in theaters. uh, Then watched it maybe once at home. Uh, I don't remember a whole lot from it. Uh, The villains were kind of confusing. Lawrence Fishburne did a great job. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of my only thoughts. They kind of banked on the people would be like, oh, Paul Rudd. You know, Paul Rudd can make anything funny. Which is true, but it's also, like, it's kind of like Adam Sandler movies where the plot is Adam Sandler. The only, I feel like Ant-Man and the Wasp only exists to serve as, like, they needed to introduce the quantum realm and that Mm -hmm. that existed so that they could turn around and use it in Endgame. It's a very necessary movie, but it's really only the end credits scene that's necessary. Right. Where they all fade away and, you know, (sighs) he gets stuck in the quantum realm. So. I think B tier is fine. Next, Next up, Captain Marvel. Captain the only Marvel. movie I think that deserves C tier because it was not that good. And people I mean, are going to say, oh, well, you don't like strong women. No, I just think Captain Marvel was not written very well. I think Brie Larson did a fine job um, acting. You know, I'll, I'll use the same argument for Brie Larson that I do for Daisy Ridley and um, Kelly Marie Tran. They did great with what they were given with. It's just what they were given happened to be pretty mediocre to bad. Captain Marvel also feels to me like they needed to introduce their Deus Ex Machina for Endgame, and they didn't really do much with her character other what than she What did you just say? Deus Ex Machina. English it's like a last resort what? thing. No, 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 no. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Deus Ex Machina is I'm just a... hearing this. I'm just hearing this, like, kind of kind of fading off and then i'm so like so deus ex machina is defined as an unexpected power or event saving a seemingly seemingly hopeless situation especially as a contrived plot device in a play or not oh, so that like I almost mean, perfectly describes captain marvel to me all, because big brain <laughs> big brain energy right there um, um yeah but I yeah captain of... marvel just she feels like a a, a plot device to save people because you know, which she, while, we don't really need. While I I wasn't a big fan of her in Endgame, I feel like her own movie was fine. Like, Captain Marvel itself was... I don't know how to say it. Like, it's a good movie, I guess. 
but it's not like it's fine but it was almost a last thought like if we made if they made captain marvel like around the same time of like civil war and it was like oh yeah captain marvel and then she like made this triumphant return in endgame maybe but the fact that there was like me there was like Two one months. movie in between captain marvel and endgame it was no just there was like, nothing between captain marvel and really? Endgame. there was like captain marvel came out on march 8th and endgame came out on april 26th okay so there was like no captain time marvel to was breathe. still in theaters there was when endgame there, came out. it was just like hey you know this universe we're building for like nine ten years well this movie we released like a month ago that's gonna be the one to save them and i'm like we're just gonna kick this one out right before all right why though Exactly. It's, it's nothing against the actors. You know, we've said this a million times, but don't blame the actors for bad writing. Right. It's not their so fault. It could have been written a little better. I liked seeing a younger. Uh, crap. Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Sorry. Uh, it's almost coffee time. It's <laughs> but, <funny. laughs> uh, I like seeing a younger Nick Fury, but it felt a lot like filler yeah i'm i'm putting it in c tier i would i would argue b but i can see an argument for c i mean so. i would watch iron man 2 thor doctor strange and ant-man 2 before i would watch captain marvel again wow wow so wow well next up is the big one avengers endgame i'm just gonna Wait, go ahead and slide uh, it up to s tier right next to infinity war because you know it's not only uh, is it the longest marvel movie and, you know, so much hype went into, like, okay, listen, here are all your methods to not have to get up to go to the bathroom during this movie. <laughs> Which the fact that, like, IGN, like, the actual website, IGN, made a video on five ways to keep yourself from having to go to the bathroom during Avengers Endgame. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and just, like, the fact so that it was stupid. that big a deal that we're talking yeah. about how to not go to the bathroom. How do I not like, have to miss a single second? Exactly. And um, it was so mm, perfect. It was, okay. It's not a perfect movie, obviously, no. because they don't like the fact that Iron Man died. Um, <laughs> but I think it was necessary. He completed his character arc. Yes. I can agree there. I think as a conclusion, which is kind of weird, because you have Endgame as the conclusion, and then, like, there's just one movie after it that's Spider-Man. That's yeah. still in phase three. It's not the it's start like, of phase four. I feel uh, like it's weird that there's just like this little tag end. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, my thoughts on Endgame is if, okay, so it's the highest grossing movie of all time. Uh, Beating out that sucky movie Avatar. <laughs> um, I, you know, I've seen it once. I saw it in theaters and I'm really glad I got to see it in theaters, but, um, it's just here i think for what it had to be it was perfect like how do you make one movie to end like 25 other movies leading up to it and how do you satisfy a literal nerd army how by giving them an army of their favorite characters fighting a bunch of and so army of thanos and i will say uh a little compared little comparison rise of skywalker versus endgame endgame is so much better (laughs) two movies that you know we have the time to talk about rise of skywalker (laughs) because that could be a whole episode (laughs) in and of itself 
two, two movies that had to end like really big other movies. Rise of Skywalker's big moment was the X-Wings are here. You know, Lord of the Rings, the Eagles are here. Uh, which, you know, that was maybe my favorite part of Rise of Skywalker was like that big aha moment of we're saved. Um, but Endgame did it so much better. Oh my gosh. The that actual, portal scene like, gave me chills and I almost goosebumps cried. Goosebumps and like the, the emotion that the poor, like everyone coming through the portal has. Oh my gosh. So good. I have a couple gripes with it to be like. I mean, it's so long, and it probably could have been condensed a little bit. Here's the thing, though, and I and I kind of want to point this out, is Avatar is, like, only barely shorter than Endgame. It actually might be longer than Endgame. But when in Avatar, it feels like, you're right, there is a lot that can be condensed down to make it a shorter movie, whereas Endgame, I feel like Endgame is as long as it is because they have a lot to do and they They have a lot like to get from point a of, okay, everybody's dead to point B, everybody's (laughs) alive and we can move on. Uh, And I don't think they waste a single second between the beginning and the end. That's why everyone was like, you can't leave. Like you have to watch every second to fully understand. Avatar is two hours, 42 minutes and game is three hours, two minutes. Oh, well, so it's like 20 minutes longer. Yeah. Um, so, I think Endgame deserves S tier just because it's it handles time travel the best way I've ever seen any movie or TV show handle time travel. That's they true. It. So S tier final movie time, final movie time, final, final movie, movie time. time. Spider Man Far From Home. I think it's an S tier movie. I think really? it, and I think it was it was either Kevin Feige or someone else who was working on the movie. Who said that Far From Home is essentially Spider-Man taking your very distraught, sad, nerd hand and saying it's going to be okay. We're walking into a new (laughs) era of Marvel movies. And I think it really did that very well because everybody, even if you don't like Tony Stark, everybody Mm -hmm. was upset that he died. Like that was just something that hit for everyone. Mm -hmm. And putting it through the lens of Peter who now has not only the burden of being Iron Man's successor on his shoulders, but also being Spider-Man and trying to juggle being a normal kid. Like, having to do all of those things at once, I think, is one of the best aspects of the movie, and they really killed it. And, of course, at the end of the movie, when, you know, his identity gets revealed, so I don't know how we're going to deal with that in um, Spider-Man 3. I'm really interested to see how that gets. Um, Which... I of course, was, Sony left us left us I hanging. Mean, they I've were only, gonna take Spider Man. I've only away. seen it once, uh, but once you remind me of those things, I say S tier is fair. Also, man, I've like everything that I've seen Jake Gyllenhaal in has just been great. Zendaya is just killing it, like in everything she's doing, she's just killing it. Tom Holland, maybe the best Spider Man we've ever had, up for debate. Um, so that. could completes our list uh yep. in d tier is the incredible hulk and thor the dark world the only thing in c tier is captain marvel even though i would argue it's b tier but that's nah, c tier not a that's not a hill i'm willing to die on no uh, b tier is iron man 2 thor the first one 
Doctor Strange, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then A tier is the first Avengers, Iron Man 3, Avengers Age of Ultron, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Black Panther. And then S tier goes to Iron Man, Captain America the First Avenger, Captain America Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man, Civil War, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, even though I would argue A tier, uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, which is the best Marvel movie of all time, just saying, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, and Spider-Man Far From Home. That is the most S tier that's the most I think that's the we've most we've S-tier. ever put in S tier. <laughs> but it's also like I think that's a fair ranking because Civil War is better than the first Avengers movie. Yeah. So but the first Avengers movie isn't bad, so Right. And it's not like any of the movies that didn't make it in S tier are bad. It's just some movies are better than others. So that's kind of the whole point of tier lists. Exactly. So I think that's, you know, that's our episode. We kind of went over, like, we try to stay at an hour. We really do. But then we went over because there's just so much to, you know, talk about. So it's fine. We've got plenty of time. It's fine. Um, uh, I mean, I'll let you kind of close it out because I don't. I did the intro, so. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast today. We had a great time. Thank you, Jackson, for being here once again, even though I kind of keep you here. Like, you don't have a choice, so it's fine. Um, So Maybe one day he'll untie me. (laughs) No, never. Um, (laughs) The nervous laugh. (laughs) Never. No, it's not happening. Um, So, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, We will be back in two weeks on February 5th to talk about our predictions for Nintendo in 2021 and just kind of Nintendo in general. We're going back to gaming, but don't worry. It won't be a whole month. It's just going to be one episode. So we're going back. It'll uh, be fine. Don't don't fret. We're not doing Nintendo November again. We did Nintendo Uh, November right before Nintendo released all this great stuff. So it's like, crap. It's fine. So, yeah, if you want to check out the podcast and stay up to date with us, you can check us out on Instagram at The Nerdiest Podcast, and you can check us out on Twitter at Nerdiest Podcast. You can also check out our website where I post all of the new episodes are there, links to anywhere else you can listen to the podcast other than Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you have a question or feedback you want to leave us and hope that we will read on another episode, you can leave it there on the website and we will get back to it. So with all that being said, Jackson, where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, yeah, you can find me on YouTube at The Glass Studios. That's The G-L-A-S Studios, where I'm always making top-tier, top-tier comedy right there. Uh, we're making, we we just did a poll on Instagram about finding the best Pixar movie. So we're going to be, I'm going to be kind of breaking that down soon on the channel. So watch out for that. Instagram, same thing, The G-L-A-S Studios. And same thing on Twitter, just G-L-A-S Studios glass with one s and you can find me here apparently i'm here all the time yeah you're literally just here i need more friends (laughs) i don't um i'm fine with the number of friends i have okay so yeah also also it needs to be shouted out jackson is actually working on the nerdiest podcast instagram like he's the one posting all the memes and stuff he did an he did a stellar animation for um ain't nobody simping for kermit the frog our last like main 
you know, main episode. episode. Um, so go check us out on Instagram. He is posting some hilarious memes, some fantastic stuff over there, and I'm excited to thank see you, what he does you. next. So with all that being yeah. said, thank you for listening. We will see you back here in two weeks on February 5th to talk about Nintendo in 2021. Peace out. <laughs>